All right. Here we go. <laughs> Get the jitters out. Chaz hands. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Figuring It Out with Austin and Spencer. My name is Austin. As you can see on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Spotify or Apple Music, this is what Austin's voice sounds like. And we are so glad that you guys are here and that you so guys soothing. have joined us today. Huh? That's how it so should be. soothing. So soothing. <laughs> Wait, okay. Completely off topic. Uh, there, I, I have trouble falling asleep quickly. I, like... It takes me probably consistently like 30 minutes to fall asleep. That's not that and, long though. But it's it's long for me because I, I, I like turn everything off and I'm just kind of laying there and I'm waiting to fall asleep. And I can't. Okay. Like, I mean, sometimes it's worse. And that, yeah, But yeah. after 30 minutes, I usually just pop up and take melatonin because <laughs> I, 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 I got to fall asleep. Man. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> one of my friends, one of my very good friends recommended uh, the, this, I think it's called ASMR. Oh, Have no. you heard of that? I, kn- yeah. I know what ASMR is, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, it's just going to help me fall asleep. Is this what and, you go to sleep to? And then some dude started talking. Yeah. And he started, like, whispering into the mic. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> but then I found one with just noises. And I was like, okay, this is fine. Okay. Like, this, like, I fell asleep with it. But the I, mean, one, I wasn't expecting talking. And it kind of threw me <laughs> through a loop. I'm not going to lie. You should start, like, your own ASMR, like, YouTube channel. Like... <laughs> They help Austin say ASMR helps you go to sleep and you just listen to yourself. <laughs> I listen to myself to help me fall asleep. Yeah. Just, how, I, how conceited is that? Is that, is that I, conceited? <laughs> uh, I don't think it's that conceited. I think it'd be more okay. conceited. Cause if you're it was helping like a, yourself. Yeah. It, it would be more conceited if it was like a video saying like, and you're just watching like, yourself. Yeah. Just like, dude, you know what? You're the best and <laughs> all that stuff. So I don't think it would be that. It would just be very weird because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I've watched videos back. Like I've done speeches and even like I've watched some of the podcasts back and I'm like, I don't know. My voice doesn't sound the way it does in my head. Yeah. And well, I have a tough time listening back to the podcast. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just, I don't know. I can't do it. I was like, who's this it, guy talking? Yeah, exactly. It's very weird. So I don't, I don't think that would work for me. I don't think okay. I could fall asleep, but if it was like something <laughs> like, let's say you recorded your voice, maybe. Oh no. I'm yeah. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think anyone wants that. <laughs> I would just be like stuttering on all of my words. Oh no, nah, it'd be fine. It just, as long as you limit the ums and uhs, we'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I'll work I'll work on it. We'll, we'll no. release it soon. We'll the, ASM, the ASMR podcast. We'll just be whispering the whole time. Figuring it out ASMR style. <laughs> oh no. We'd lose we'd lose, I think, literally all of our listeners. Oh yeah. Oh, hands down. Hands yeah. down. But hey, we're so happy you guys have joined us for episode twenty eight of figuring it out. Those of you who have been here for more than I would say more than five episodes. Stick you around are, for the long haul. You're a veteran. You're a veteran. And we yeah. thank you because you're awesome. But uh, a lot happened this past weekend. And yeah. I don't I don't really know. I, I mean, not a lot for me because I was like, it's it's game time in school. So I was just writing like all weekend. It was kind of boring. Sounds but uh, but I don't know. Well, you, you were telling me something before we hopped on here. Yeah. About... So I've been telling I've been telling everyone this this morning because it's just like I saw this video and I feel like I can't be the only one who's seen this video. Like, it's just one of those things. So it was a UFC 
MMA fight, mm-hmm. and I'm not like a big fight person, but I see like I've seen the videos on Twitter, and like mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while there's like a a good knockout or whatever, yeah. and it's like, oh, that's exciting. Well, so there's this guy I kept seeing this thing like, don't search up his leg, don't search up his leg, and I was like, well, that's bizarre. You have to, you have to search up his leg now. <laughs> yeah, so obviously. naturally, naturally, I searched up this guy's leg. And so what happened is because in MMA, you can like, it's not like boxing. You can yeah. also like throw knees and elbows and Oof, kicks. Ruthless. Sounds terrible. Like that yep. sounds like the most least fun thing ever. I'll, so, I'll stick with my job at the church. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay there too. <laughs> and this guy, he kicked, he went to go kick this other guy's leg. And so when he kicked it, he kicked it wrong. There's a certain angle. He kicked it wrong and his leg like snapped in half, like, the bone Ooh. broke. And so I can't really describe it here on the podcast well, but like I'll try. So the like leg a shin or a at the shin, shin, or a at oh. the shin, it broke in half. And so the bottom half of his leg turned to like jello. And so <laughs> we should have given a warning before we started talking about this. Well, and then the worst part is he goes and he falls back on it. And so it bends another way. And oh. it's just like, yeah. Oh my goodness. And so I saw the video not expecting like that bad and it was that bad it was hard to watch but yeah it was like oh, i didn't know that was physically possible for your leg to just like oh like like thinking about it now turn turn to jello that's one of the like one of the worst things about sports i love watching sports but i just i remember watching oh was it the march madness tournament <laughs> when uh do you remember kevin ware yeah yeah from, we were... from louisville uh-huh. yeah and like just watching that and like the commentators would not play it back. Like no. I had to YouTube the clip of it and then like they played <laughs> it back one time and then the network said, stop it. Like, well, yeah, cause it. they, they couldn't see what happened and what happened was like in that Kevin Ware thing, like the, I don't know. I'm sure some people have seen it. It was a long time ago, but yeah. his bone came out of his like skin and they didn't. Yeah. That's like, it. yeah. And people oh. like the teammates on the sideline were like throwing up and it was just like, cause like, Oh. I mean, you don't see that, but it's just the thing. And, and and it was so weird. And that's why sports is so weird. Cause he wasn't necessarily like in that scenario, he wasn't doing something jeopardizing to his career. Like he wasn't diving out of bounds or he wasn't doing anything like that. He literally went up and grabbed the ball for a rebound and came down. Uh, and that's what happened. Uh, so this isn't a sports podcast, thankfully, because sports <laughs> is weird. And we can't talk about sports that much because <laughs> the the big men behind the camera screen told us not to. So we've been limited. <laughs> we've been limited. <laughs> but that kind of ties into uh, well, that kind of here's my segue. Watch this. That kind of ties into uh, to what we're talking about today, and talking about trials and talking about the things we go through because I would say that that was a significant trial in that man's life. Yeah, and. He and, was probably questioning a lot of <laughs> why, what, why am I even here? Things like that, right? And trials yeah. make us do that. And like, I mean, we've all, everyone's had like injuries, whether it's like small injuries or big injuries, but everyone's had injuries. And I feel like that's kind of a time of trial. So I, I like the connection that you made you, there. there. It was go. good. I did it. I did it, guys. <laughs> it well thought. Well, <laughs> but at, fun fact, I've actually never broken a bone. So really never broken. I've sprained my ankles numerous times Okay, and sprained wrists and things like that. And 
pulled muscles, but never broken a bone. So, so what, what was the worst injury you've had? Hmm. Worst injury I've had. Uh, I mean, oof. I, uh, I, I hyperextended my, my shoulder Ooh. that hurt pretty bad. Yeah. Okay. So that was just of all, all, all things that was playing slow pitch softball. So that wasn't great. <laughs> um, not, not one of my shining moments, but no. it's still, it still did not feel great. So yeah. that was probably my worst, but what about okay. you? Well, so I have a couple of like more, I have some gruesome injuries. Oh. I had one. Save, save, save the gruesome ones. No. <laughs> they're not like gruesome, gruesome. They're just like I, both basketball related. One, I went uh, on to my hoop, dunked, and then slipped. Like we we're playing on trampoline, slipped. Ooh. And so my mouth was near the rim. And so the net caught because I had, I had buck teeth and the net caught my tooth and ripped it out like oh. root and all it was like this long and for, oh. the, pe- for the people on uh spotify i don't know i don't know how long that is i don't know it's it was about, much about longer inch, about yeah, inch and a half much longer than you would think a tooth can be because it like including the root and everything so i have a oh. fake tooth right here in case you didn't know did you know that i did not oh well now there I do. you go there you go Learned something new every day and then I've also torn like my ACL, meniscus, and MCL. So that was that was oh. that was probably the most painful one, I'd say. The, the tooth trifecta. one, I was yeah, the trifecta. The tooth one was like I was just scared because that was in middle school and I didn't have a tooth, and well, I was like, oh no. Well, that and it probably it probably happened so quickly. Like the the ACL kind of that the the knee injuries they linger. Like, oh yeah, they they those linger for a while where the tooth injury it's like okay it hurts now but then you go to the doctor you get anesthetic and like they well, they fix it they make it yeah. feel better well it was a, it was a process like it was yeah. it was over until i was uh i can't remember how old. i was like 20 21 before i finally got like a actual tooth implant so I had Jeez. like a fake tooth that I would freak people out with because I would just like pop it in and out. And they're like, <laughs> you're one of those going guys. On? You're one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. We we would uh, in gym class, me and one of my friends would run like a fake routine where he'd accidentally hit me and I would drop out my tooth and like the, all of the girls would just like start screaming. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <what happened?"> <laughs> You were really that guy. <laughs> I was that guy. Is that a bad thing? No, I think that's yeah. I think that's funny. Okay. But let, let me ask you this. So in those times it, when you went through because I you would call those you would call those trials, wouldn't you? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So what I guess what was your thought like in the midst of the trial? And specifically, like, did you ever question like where is God? Like, like, why did God allow this to happen? Yes, I think so. Not so much for the tooth one. I think that was just more of like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have to go to school without a tooth. Like, what is, what is going to happen? Like, and it was like, kind of like me being stupid. So I like, I knew it was like, that was my fault. Um, for the ACL injury, that was different. Cause it was just like, pick up, it just happened. Freak. That's like a freak accident. Like you just plant your foot wrong and it's like, boom pop yeah and that one is more like what's the purpose behind it like Mm -hmm. i can't control it like it just kind of happened 
like, what do I do? Cause like basketball is like a big part of my life. And I love being able to be active and go run around and play sports. And so for a year and a half that took me out of sports. And so I missed time hanging out with friends and it's like, what's the purpose behind this? Like, what am I supposed to learn? Am I supposed to learn anything from it? Or is it just something that happens? And yeah. so it's just like kind of confusing about why, why did this happen? And I know like coming from like sports background, I know that those things happen, but yeah. I just didn't think, you know, it happened to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and I think that's honestly like that's trials make us step back and examine a lot of things. I know I, I would say the biggest trial in my life transparently was my parents' divorce when I was 14. And that like that really threw me at a crossroad and that I could have gone one of two ways. I could have said I could have said I'm just going to be angry and I'm just going to do what I want and not really care what anybody thinks or by God's grace, he presented me with this other opportunity, which was to to live for something greater than myself and to surrender that anger and that bitterness. And I, I obviously chose the latter. Um, but those I remember when I was about four. Yeah, like end of <coughs> 14 uh, round when I turned 15, I was I was very angry. And my, the first question I asked was, how could a good God allow this to happen how could a good god like obviously like god didn't cause it directly god didn't say like boom but how could a good god even allow that to happen and it really like it rocked me honestly like it i mean but it made me into the the man that i am today Mm -hmm. and it there's a there's a there's a verse in romans 8 which is Romans eight is my favorite chapter in scripture. Romans eight twenty eight says God works all things for the good of those that love him who are called according to his purpose. And to me, like I've seen, yes, it was so, so hard and the trial was just so tough. And I, I still deal with residual effects from that. Like I, I, I do honestly. Um, but I've seen God redeem that trial for his good or for his glory. And, yeah, I would. I can stand here and say for my good. Yeah. Do you? Which so is, do you think when looking back, do you think it took like did it take a while for you? Because we are presented with like kind of two paths, but I feel like a lot of times we don't necessarily choose the right one because we're so affected by what's happened that we yeah. you know we don't necessarily run to God right away. So did you yeah. feel like it took a while for you to like recognize that and be like, what am I doing? Let me switch. Like let me cross over to the other path. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it really came at, uh, I, I went to camp with my youth group in high school and it was during the, the, the guy who was, who was preaching, he got up and preached about, about bitterness. And I was like, at, at that point I was like, I'm just here to ball. I'm here to go put like, cause they had like a, tur- a basketball tournament stuff and yeah, like, it's the camp, winners. Man. yeah, exactly. So I was like, I'm just here to, I'm just here to hang out. I'm here to have a good time. And then, the Holy spirit just like supernaturally there's only been a few times in my life where I've really felt the Holy spirit. Like I've been sitting in a service and the Holy spirit just kind of taps me on the shoulder Hmm. and says, okay. And the Holy spirit didn't like convict me and like make me feel guilty about myself or anything like that. It was like, it was this gentle drawing that, that like the Holy spirit said, 
hey, you, I didn't create you to carry this burden of anger and bitterness. Yeah. And ultimately, God showed me over time, and like that kind of got the ball rolling, right? That kind of kind of pushed me into the right path. And then I eventually like found the way to trust God with that. And because ultimately in trials, that's the two paths I see. It's either like trusting, trusting yourself when things go bad, which is the default. Yeah. And then trusting God, like trusting God does not come naturally. It is a muscle. It is a spiritual muscle that needs to be exercised. And that definitely like it, that trial definitely made me have to exercise that muscle. But yeah. ultimate, ultimately, I'm so glad I did because in that tri- – like, because God, he brought me through that trial and he was good all the way through it. And not just because of my – not just because my physical circumstances changed. For a while, my physical circumstances didn't change a whole lot. But I was able to see God's goodness through that trial. Yeah, and now you'll be prepared or more prepared for if something else – because things – trials are going to happen. Like it's – you know, it's a fact it's going to happen in our lives. Um, but now you'll, you'll have like experience and you'll be prepared for the next trial that comes your way of like being quicker. Even if it takes time, I feel like, honestly, even if it takes time, you'll be more prepared to jump quicker over to God because you know, from past experiences, like, here's what I need to do. Right. And it's, it's a quicker jump. Yeah. And the thing we've talked about it before, I, we in like one of the first episodes we talked about like God's goodness and like if God is good why does suffering exist? Actually, funny thing, I wrote a paper on that. Like my capstone, and I just gotta plug that. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> I spent six months on that thing. I edited that thing a whole bunch, and I'm proud of it. So I, I can I'm, attest. <laughs> yeah. Anytime in small group has that, that that has been Austin's prayer request. So I I can attest that oh, you've been grinding on that paper. Oh my goodness, I had. Oh, I did so much research for that thing, <laughs> but hey, it's done. It's submitted. So Woo-hoo. just it's in the Lord's hands now uh, as far as the grade. But that was kind of my the topic I, I addressed. It's, it's called actually it's this philosophy called the problem of evil. And it posits that, hey, a God who is all good, all knowing and all powerful can't coexist with evil because the other than that, other, otherwise God would override evil and those trials. But it's interesting because I the angle I took to combat the problem of evil was actually the Chronicles of Narnia. And for mm-hmm. those of you who haven't read the Chronicles of Narnia, it's beautiful. It's C.S. Lewis at his finest. And he actually uses the character of Aslan, the lion, to prove that God is both all good and all powerful in combating that. And mm-hmm. ultimately, that's like that is where I can rest now. I, I like when trials come my way now. I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand why. Yeah. But I know there is an immutable, unchanging source that I can trust in, that I can rest in. And the one who knows and the one who cares and the one who is with me closer than a brother throughout that trial. Right. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times, because even for me now, when I face a trial, whether that's big or small, it's still like a moment of like freaking out. Like, it's like, oh, no, what do I do? What am I going to do? Natural. I'm, I'm yeah, trying to figure natural. things out on my own, but like then, yes, <laughs> figure things out on my own. And it's like, all right, well, where do I run? And so we look for like practical steps on where to run. And I think we can run to a couple of things. Like we can run to, you know, friends and family and be like, Hey, I need advice. I'm going through this. 
but I think like we, even though we talk about it so much, like the ultimate thing that we run to is, you know, God's truth. And because like the peace that that brings, even if it takes however long, like the truth that it brings to, to the truth and peace that it brings to run to God's word and just see like people like that. You're not alone. Like people in the Bible have mm. suffered and gone through stuff way worse than we'll ever experience. And they still found peace and comfort in, in God. And it's like, if they can find comfort and peace in God and joy in, in those times, like I should be able to, like, I know, I know that God isn't going to leave me. I know that I'm, he's not going to forsake me. He's going to be with me. Even if I, you know, even if I haven't been with him entirely yeah. this entire time, like just because you start off on like that, the wrong path, like you kind of talked about, like, that doesn't mean like, God's like, all right, that's it. Screw him. Like yeah. God, that's not, that's not who God not is. His that's character. Not his, yeah. It's not his character. And so he'll rejoice when you come over and be like, God, I, I need you. Like, yeah, I need you. And I love what you, what you said about the people and, and that honestly, like that's why God gave us his, his written word so that we can look at how God interacted with humanity and how God ardently desires to live life with his people. Right. And that is the truth. You mentioned the truth in the times of trials and struggles and pain and suffering. And that is the truth that we do have the living God who created and who spoke the universe into existence, residing with us through the presence of the Holy spirit in the trials and reading scripture and reading about the things people went through. It, it, it just reassures me like, Hey, like if I suffer, I'm in good company. Yeah. Good company because Ultimately, like God was close to them. God will be close to me. He promises to. And he's yeah. never broken a promise yet. And he never will. And also in the Bible, I think a lot of people will be like surprised to hear this. Um, and I kind of want to get your thoughts on it. But like, so it talks about when we suffer, we're supposed to be like glad. And people are like, what? Like, we're yep. supposed to like, it says we're supposed to consider it joy. Like, yep. like, good. It's good that we're suffering. So why, why is that? That's a kicker. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a question a lot of people like they don't really know how to answer because yeah. everything around them tells them you're not supposed to be joyful. You're supposed to you're supposed to be sad. You're supposed to live angry. Like just soak felt, in your sadness. Yeah, I felt for a long time that I was supposed to soak in my my anger and my bitterness. And I think the only like I I think and it gets back to how, like you, you said, how can we be joyful amidst these trials? Because, and like, we don't, we don't know everything that you guys are going through right now, but they're not easy. Like we may not know the specifics, but we know that they are not easy and they give no leeway to be joyful. Those trials give no leeway to be joyful. The only way that joy comes out of trials that I, the song, uh, what's, what's this song? Yeah, there's a verse in scripture. Oh, it's Isaiah 61, 3, where it says God gives a crown of beauty for ashes. The only oh, way yeah. that that's the only way that that's possible is because of God's presence with us. Because when when we realize, when we stop and we think and we rest in God's truth that hey, He's with us through this trial. That hey, like look at Job. Job had everything taken from him. And he like, he was, he was lamenting and crying out to God and that like, that wasn't wrong. 
but Job when when the when Job received peace was when he realized how close God was with him, and when he yeah. realized that God was still in control, right? Because mm-hmm. God at kind because Job complained for a long while (laughs) and he didn't get there's like there's healthy like processing through things and then there's just straight complaining right to to the point where i was reading it and i was like i don't know like is is this good i don't know what's what's wrong or right here in this situation and 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 that point god lovingly as a father says like hey are you the one in control did you speak the universe into existence? He didn't. He didn't like. He didn't tell Job what a was a piece of junk he was. He didn't tell him how bad he was. He just said, "Hey, remember? Did you speak the universe into existence?" Job was ultimately like, "Well, no." He's like, "Okay, then trust that." And that is, I think, the the key amidst suffering is to like because we're not going to understand it. Like we're not going to understand all the intri- We're not going to understand. We may not understand the why. We may not understand the how we may not understand even the what, but the one thing that God, God doesn't ask us to understand that God says, leave that to him. Who's omniscient, who knows all things. What God asks us to, to understand and to trust is his character and how he promises. He says, I am always good towards you. And I, I think of the end of Genesis chapter 50 it was like middle actually middle of chapter 50 after joseph comes out of egypt or joseph is now a ruler in egypt and his brothers come back to him and say uh like we are so sorry like we did not mean to sell you into slavery like are we we sold you into slavery and we just feel bad about it will you help us and joseph looks at them and says what you meant what you and the enemy meant for evil god meant it for good and so god that that reveals that god ultimately operates with the best in mind for his people right yeah and, and so oh go ahead no go ahead finish, finish what you say <laughs> i was i was just gonna say like we can in trials we can rest in that that god is always well-intentioned towards us yeah and that he will he's not gonna he's not gonna allow a trial that he can't redeem for good and yeah. some of you may be thinking like how can he redeem this for good mm-hmm. and I, I don't know <laughs> yeah and i think like with, like we're like why should i find why should i be glad that i'm going through a trial like that doesn't make any sense and but like you're saying like god's gonna use that like he's he's using this trial to build you up and to strength like you know he's you know not necessarily like throwing all this on top of you but like he's like all right so this is like gonna be a big growth period for you like you're like you're gonna grow a lot you're gonna be a lot stronger if you stick with me and you endure and we kind of talked about endurance and going through the mud on a recent podcast, but it's kind of what's like comparing here is like, we stick, we stick with it. And like, we're going to come out on the other end a lot stronger and we're going to, you know, it's going to be really good for us. He's going to use it for good. It's not like he's like, all right, this is going to destroy you. This is it. This is the end of your life. But like, he's going to use it for and that's where, and, bigger and things that's where, than you can imagine. And that's where the joy comes from. Yeah. Like the joy, the joy only comes from that. That God promises hope that he yeah. Will, yeah, that he will be with us and that he will always redeem our what we go through for our good and his glory. And that's how you look at Paul. You look at the life of Paul. I'm bouncing around. I'm my mind is just all <laughs> over scripture today. You're just uh, pulling you're yeah, pulling verses I'm, out of the boom, air. Boom. <laughs> you're you're but, back uh, on it. I'm back on it. <laughs> uh, but that's how Paul was able to literally sing 
praises to God while being on death row. Because he realized, he even said, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Because to live, the message, the message of Christ goes further. To die, he gets to be in the physical presence of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Paul operated in a win-win scenario. Like he said, hey, don't, don't warn me. Yeah. And how does he get to that point? He, because he intimately knew God's goodness, right? Mm-hmm. He, he knew and he was assured and persuaded in his soul, in his bones, that God was good and that God was not going to abandon Paul. I, I did. I was reading that recently about where he's kind of like contemplating. He's like, I don't know whether it's good or like whether I should live or whether I'd rather die. Like mm-hmm. either one is going to end out pretty well for me. Like people are going to grow, like people are going to grow for God's kingdom on one end. Yeah. And then on the other end, like I'm get to be with Jesus, like in heaven. So it's like, and if we can have them, that mindset, like, well, what are we afraid of? What are we like worried about? Like when a trial hits us, it's like, all right, well, you know, if I get through this, that'll be like great, great to share with people what God did and people like God's kingdom. People are going to be like, they're going to know God through, through what he's doing in me. And then on the other end, it's like, well, if I don't make it out, like I'm with, I'm with Jesus. Like it's, it's, if we can get into that mindset, that's where we need to be, I think. And I would even say Paul in Paul's scenario Paul operated under a win-win-win scenario Hmm. in that because uh, a famous church father that came after Paul once said, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church, Uh, which just means, hey, if you're going to kill us, it only only increases our fervor to keep going and to keep spreading the gospel. And that's what it did. Like Paul was executed by the state of Rome, and it did not deter Christians. It only sparked them. So – Paul, Paul either got to be, got to, got to keep preaching the gospel or he got, he got to be the physical presence of Jesus and the message of Jesus kept going. And it actually spread quicker because people heard of this great apostle's death. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's God redeeming a horrible circumstance for, for the good of his people and the glory of his name. And that's, that's his character to us in trials. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we're not talking about, Oh, yep. We're going to die. We're going to like, we're going to be executed. And I mean, there could be a point, you know, like the Bible does talk about how, you know, Christians are going to be like, we're going to be persecuted. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, I like, we're going to go through tough stuff. Maybe not necessarily like the worst, but like even little things like, even the little the little trials that come by day by day, like we can just like lean into God, and so it doesn't have to be extreme. You don't have to be like, are my trials great enough? It's it's the little things, just you know, like like Austin said, it's like testing that that met that muscle, that muscle. Yeah. It's you know, you got to start somewhere, and it mm-hmm. it builds up. Yeah, and if you, if you're persecuted for the sake of Jesus' name, you're a good company because <laughs> that's. That's how the church, that's how the early church started. Jesus literally lost his life for claiming he was God and he did nothing wrong. And so we're in good company. And that's, that's really reassuring because it shows like, hey, we're not alone in this. Yes, we have the presence of God with us, but we also have a whole family that we can't even necessarily see that understands where we are. Yeah. And they're like, they're with us. And that's great. 
But hey, thank you guys so much for for listening today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, as you can, if you're watching on YouTube, as you can see on the bottom, we'd love to hear from you. The the email address that we say repeatedly is hello at bayhope.com. We just we just we want to connect with you guys. We want to hear how you guys are figuring it out. How you guys are figuring it out. This idea of trials and tribulation in life. We'd love to hear your story. Uh, but hey, we love you guys. Until next week, have a great week. We'll see you next week. See you guys.